I'd like to welcome y'all to Secrets from the South. I'm your friend, Scotty Ray, along with my co-host, Terry. Now, you'll quickly catch on that we don't sound like the man on the 6 o'clock news. We talk a little slower, and we've got a southern drawl. But nonetheless, we've got a great podcast lined up just for you. We'll bring you some interesting stories. They're sometimes crazy and a little unbelievable, but it would be just plain impolite not to share them. So get yourself comfortable. Find some southern charm and a glass of iced tea and enjoy. We're deep into December and Christmas is nearing. This week, we'll go back and remember Christmas's past and things that are tradition to make you happy. I hope you'll enjoy this. This week's episode is titled, The Doll, A White Rose, and Christmas. So, Scotty, you know what time it is. Ho, ho, ho time. It is. And that's an exciting time for us. And you know what that means? That means, well, first and foremost, it's the birth of our Savior. Absolutely. That's first and foremost. But then, and we have a whole lot, even though despite the 2020, I guess we could call disastrous, challenging, sad, whatever adjective that you want to use for individuals have been through with COVID, we still do have a lot to be thankful for. And we just came off of Thanksgiving, and here we are rolling into Christmas. So, well, here's the the part that that saddens me about this time of year. And if you're from the deep south, you'll get this. Uh, we like snow, but we never get snow. And we always dream of a white Christmas, and it never happens. I cannot. I I don't ever remember waking up Christmas morning with snow. Do you? No, never. I do remember uh, an oddball thing was on April Fool's Day many years ago, waking up. And it was snowing. And what an oddball time. But, you know, a lot of Northerners take that for granted. And to be truthful, they're sick of the snow by the time that Christmas rolls around. I mean, they're like, you want snow? Come have some of my snow. But that is something that a Southerner always wishes for, especially if you're in the Deep South where getting it is just a rare treat in itself. Because the redneck comes out in most folks where they go out and they dig around for stuff to pull around in the snow. And I've seen it where people take hoods off of old vehicles and tie it behind the four-wheeler, and then you take a spool and drill down into the hood to wrap your legs around to hold on on the hood and be drug around out in the pasture. It is so much fun. Now, that is a true sign of a redneck. And, and But speaking of, I guess, Christmas and talking about Santa Claus, you know, now that we are approaching December, if you have not started shopping for Christmas, you better get started because Ooh. it'll be here before you know it. Absolutely. And we all know that shopping in itself is going to change because a lot of people out of fear of getting the virus are probably opting out to order online. And I think they're still anticipating that, that sales are still going to be good and but it's a little bit different than most people populating malls, and malls are kind of dying out. It's the strip malls now that the, where you walk in and out. It's not so much inside anymore. Yeah, but you think about all of those relatives, and I don't know if anybody out there has one, or if there's a spouse in your family that is the shopper. And I mean, when y'all sit down and come up with a budget, I mean, I think most families probably say, okay, well, we need to land you know, around this price range, Yeah. you know, for all of our purchases. There's always going to be somebody that is going to, well, kind of extend the boundaries on that. And so the way they get around it is 
they hide the gifts. Have you ever heard about people where I've, they'll make sure that the spouse is not there and and see that's not me because I wait till December the twenty third or sometimes the twenty fourth to go get the one present that I'm responsible for, and that's that's my wife's. And so you put a lot of thought into I what do. you're getting her. I'm like, oh my gosh, ooh, where'd I go? And so you're one of those guys that you know back before COVID when you were in the malls that you would see frantically running around from store to store that's hilarious just to sit there and kind of people watch that's me um yeah because they're in panic mode well see the problem is with people like me is it's being married to people like her that buy whatever they want during the year and then come christmas time she's got everything yeah but i think most people that are very fortunate and that's why i said we still have a lot to be thankful for because most of us live in a world where if we want something most of us, I'm not saying that we don't have to save and I'm not saying oh, that we don't correct. have to sacrifice, but we end up getting what we want anyway. So it makes it extremely difficult to find that present that seems like you put a lot of thought into it. I mean, you obviously put a couple of hours of thought into it because you're down to the, well, they're closing at six, the stores are, and you get there at four. Is that about right? Not everybody would get a gift certificate to Hardy's like I can put one out at the last minute. <laughs> I can't believe you still have somewhere to, uh, to live. You know, the, the I guess the, the present that, that I go back, me and Angie had been married uh, uh, not maybe three years, maybe three years, because when I first got married, I bought a uh, a single-wide mobile home, a brand-new one, and then two years later, I upgraded to my first brick house. Now, when I tell you I bought a brick house, it was smaller than my mobile home that I had. I gave $32,000 for a 960 square foot home and i thought i was in high cotton because i'd moved up a notch i could see that and the laundry room was outside it wasn't inside so i thought long and hard and of course now back then we didn't have a whole lot of money at all and so i thought long and hard and she was always talking about she got cold every time she went wash clothes so i thought huh so i went on down i guess it was walmart at the time i think they were yeah and i bought her a space heater to go out in the laundry room so she wouldn't get cold and, you know, she was so unappreciative of that gift, and she looked at me like I had lost my mind. Okay, you and bring up— And I was up, so proud. I know, but you bring up a really good point. There are two camps. There are people out there that love the practical gift, like the one that you purchased. And see, and that's the way my mind thinks, and I'm always the practical giver. Well, you're probably on the outs uh, with Angie a lot if you're the practical giver. Because on the other side of that is something that whether you've got 30 pieces of jewelry and you go out there and you buy Angie another pair of earrings or a, a simple diamond necklace or, you know, a gold bracelet or something like that, you're always going to win. Well, all right, here's another example. We were dating at the time, and it was wintertime. And I thought, wow, what could I get her this year? And I thought, wow, she brought up she needed a coat. So I went on. I was proud of myself. I went and got her this new jacket, and it had fringe on it. And she ain't wore that jacket yet. And I'm telling you, it was like buckskin with the fringe. It was sharp, but she would not wear And I was Well, maybe proud. she didn't want to look like Pocahontas. <laughs> that may have been it. But she wouldn't wear it. And I paid, you know, at the time. Like two hundred and fifty dollars for the coat, and it was yeah. A, and I would think dollar. that would be a lot of money. You know, it was. And uh, she is probably still in the closet, or she gave it away and didn't tell me. Okay, well let me ask you this: uh-huh. Have you ever bought Angie any jewelry? A wedding ring. Don't you? Th- and you've been married how long? Thirty years. 
30 well, years. See, I learned real quick because there was at Christmas that I was in McRae's. Who had been to McRae's in their life? Right, okay. which is... Uh, They're all closed down now. Well, but. and it's known as Belk now. Oh, is it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. But they had this pantsuit, and I thought, wow, that's cute. She don't wear pantsuit. And so that ended me ever, ever buying her a piece of clothing for Christmas ever again because I was like threatened. If you ever bring home anything for me like that, I key. So I quit buying stuff like that for her for Christmas. But why not a piece of jewelry? Well, because I, I don't know that much. Well, do you really want the truth to that? Sure. <laughs> Are you sure you want the truth? Sure. My mama had this hang up on jewelry. And she would buy jewelry and more jewelry into where I never wanted to see a piece of jewelry in my life again. And don't you ever come at me with no, no gold chain because I'm not going to wear it. And she kept giving me stuff like that as a kid, and it really turned me off because I wanted guns and boots. And she was giving me jewelry, and yeah, it but messed that's up what, my head. Yeah, but that's what guys want. So women like jewelry. Well, she buys it all or herself. perfume. She goes, oh, yeah, I made that mistake. Too. It's really hard to be a man. You don't realize how hard it is to be a man and buy a present, do I'm you? I'm not buying that. I, it sounds like to me a cop-out because I will say this. And this is not to make you feel bad. Okay. But my spouse, uh-huh. he is excellent at buying gifts. Well, I try to listen. But, you know, I'm on, but I think we get to the age where I really don't need a gift and I don't expect a gift. Well, I'm at that point now. I, I think that the thing that I get more joy out of is when your kids are young and you buy gifts for them or you participate in you know, Toys for Tots, and I know that you know this because I know that you've been on the air long enough promoting buying that for, like, Salvation Army and whatever right. those drives are. I get more pleasure out of that, but... But if she were listening and really wanted to do something special for me this year, I would like an instrument cluster or a stainless steel gas tank for my 1966 Chevrolet truck. Just saying. So you don't mind throwing out hints, but does right, Angie but throw out hints? She, but she don't ever get them for me, is what I'm saying. I am mean, buy my own scope. Oh, God. Poor, poor Scotty. But that's another thing. A lot of people will throw out hints throughout the year, or especially as Christmas is nearing, and they really want this particular item. They'll keep on. I mean, I was talking to somebody the other day that said their spouse was throwing out hints about that they wanted something in particular. Well, they had already bought it, but they had to play it off like, no, you know, we're not going to get it. You know, it's expensive, and we've got all these other items that we're buying and all these other things that we've got to pay for. And so, but they'll be surprised when Christmas rolls around because they will have that item. So, um, now she has claimed that she used to throw out hints. She she claimed it, but it's kind of like the bowl. Scotty, I'm I think find. I think Angie could have said, "Scotty, buy me this," and I don't know that it would have registered with you. I have to have like directions. It's on aisle three. Here's a picture of it. This is what I really like, and then it clicks. <laughs> I'm supposed to do that, but you know, I have tried in the past to be creative, and my creativeness just isn't on the same level as she is. Well, let's just go straight to the horse's mouth. My wife, Angie, has just walked through the studio. Let's ask her. Angie, do you like practical or fancy stuff? To an extent, I do want practical. Like for our anniversary, I don't want flowers, but you can give me a plant to go in my yard. That'll come back next year. Yeah, I'm, I'm practical whenever it comes. I want something I can use every day. But tell me about something that Scotty has purchased for Christmas that you went have you lost your mind and maybe you had to do a fake smile to say oh honey this is exactly what i wanted when in reality you're thinking 
Holy crud. Now he has bought he bought a sweater one year. You bought you did. You bought me a sweater one year and it was so ugly. It, oh my gosh, it was so ugly. I I never ever wore it, did I? So Angie, would you say that Scotty you would trust Scotty to go out and buy an outfit for no. you? No. Okay, so have you pretty much told him stay away from buying clothing? This is how it goes. This is what I want at this store, and it's on this aisle. And here's a picture of it of what I want. That's what Scotty said. He said he needs step by step instructions. He gets, but he still brings on the wrong thing. Even though you have. Oh, yes. There was one year I wanted a set of glass apothecary jars at Sam's. I told him exactly where they were at. I never saw them again. (laughs) So what did he get instead? I don't remember what he got, but it was not. I mean, detail. I give him details. You want to get me something? You get me this right here. No, nah, it never makes it home. Now, Madison and Dylan have started going Christmas shopping with him. Now I get nice stuff. So he really does need that help. And he's even admitted that he needs a little assistance when it comes to shopping. He also says that he is somebody, he's like the typical guy. I don't know if you ever, I was talking about earlier that, you sit there and you do people watch. Like if you were ever in the mall, which I know now with, you know, COVID and, and malls are kind of a dying breed. But back in the day, I used to love, I used to go even go with my mom and we would sit and watch people watch. And you would see frantic guys, you know, like the mall closes at six o'clock on Christmas Eve. It's four o'clock. And they are, you can see they're huffing and puffing and they're going in and out of stores trying to find that gift. And it, it makes you question, what are they buying? And is it even anything that their spouse or girlfriend or better half or anything like that would want? Because there can't be that much thought into something that you're waiting to the last minute no, to go that's purchase. that's what he does. He gets up Christmas Eve. And he goes and does his Christmas shopping all in, you know, I start in October. Oh, well, you know, he saw this and, and he would like this. And I start shopping months and no, Christmas Eve, he gets up and by lunch, he's home. <laughs> he has three places he hits, Walmart, Sam's, and maybe Best Buy. He so did, he's not he, going to He get, did one year get me some stuff from uh, Bath and Body Works and he did good with that because a friend of ours worked in there. And so... She you, remember, could, you remember that? So she could point him out she and say, this is what out. Angie would like. Yes, she picked it all out. And that's what I told him. I said, when you go to a store somewhere, like if you go to, and you may not care for it, but I'm just using this as an example. If you go to a jewelry store, you can pretty much say, this is what my wife, if you can describe it, and that may be a challenge for Scotty, to, ch- to describe what you wear so that they would say, well, I bet they might like this or this or this. And it can range anywhere from different prices, you know, something that is, you know, reasonable to something that's extravagant. And then you can pick and choose from there how much money you want to spend. But you've got somebody that's kind of navigating those guys that have absolutely no clue through a purchase. No, he has no clue what I wear. Well, I did ask him. He did throw out a hint of something he might get. And I said, do you know what size that would be? And he said, but no, I could go look. So I I felt better about the fact that he could go look, but it still sounded like it's a crapshoot when it comes to Scotty buying a Christmas gift. What's the best gift? Uh, My Roomba. Okay. 
And he got that for you? Yes. Okay. Year before last? Yeah. Yeah. I, I love a Roomba. Yes. But now, now that was something that you told you told no, him? No, 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 no. Now he did that one on his own. He got me the Roomba, the vacuum, and the uh, mop system. Okay, so Angie, you are on Angie's. Like I said, there's two sides. There's either the practical side, or there's the other side where you know. And I'm on this side now. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with either side, but you're. It really most people are either in one of two mm-hmm. camps. You don't have to spend. First of all, I tell my husband all the time, don't buy me anything for Christmas. But you know, if we're if you're gonna do it, don't spend a lot of money and. I want something on this side. And it may be sports related. It may be a tennis outfit. It may be, you know, whatever else. I don't want an iron and an ironing board for Christmas. But it sounds like you want something that you can use. Yes. Okay. I wonder how many uh, people are out there listening that say, you know, my spouse does a fantastic job or my spouse does a terrible job and that they get me practical things like you're talking about. Well, you know, no like- woman... Most, let me back up. Most women, there are a few I have talked to them that said, I love practical things. But most women, while they appreciate practical things, they don't want that as a gift. Well, I mean, when she said that, I caught on to that hint, I think it was three or four years ago, where she said she wanted one of those, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, skillets, uh, the copper skillets. By golly, I brought one home for Christmas. And I don't think she ever smiled when she opened it. So isn't that after 30 years, don't you think you ought to pick up on the fact that while you're not an expert at buying apparel, that you could buy some perfume or a piece of jewelry and you'd be safe. You walk into a jewelry store and you say, I need something for my wife. She likes this type of jewelry. And they will guide you through the process. I don't know. I've never thought about that end of it. Uh, uh, I can't think. What am I going to get this year? That's what I'm sitting here thinking. It's running through my mind while we're talking. I'm telling here. you. I'm telling you right now what to get her. Because I'm thinking probably a pair of tennis shoes would be like it on a stick. What do you think? Do you even know what size shoe Angie wears? Well, no. I, I would have to go in her closet okay. or call my daughter. Right. Okay. Well, at least you're thinking about that. Okay. So we've talked about the presents. So let me ask you. What would you say has been one of your best presents and what would you say is one of your worst presents that you've ever received? And don't call you don't have to even call use the name of like who gave you the, the present. Well, that's tough, Terry. I, I I may have to sit back and think long and hard on my best and my worst. I guess my best. All right, let me think back. My BB gun that I got as a kid that was probably the best one I ever got. My Daisy BB gun. I remember it like it was yesterday. It was pretty cool. So that's kind of like um, the Red Rider show. Yeah, from uh, a Christmas story. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I got an extra thing of BBs. I was heck on wheels there for a few so weeks. So how old do you think you were? About seven. Man, I could see that being awesome. It was. But you can't think of anything that you got. Like, I guess the jewelry. Would you say that would be one of your worst that you ever got present-wise? And I bet Angie is probably a whole lot better at giving gifts to you oh, in terms yeah. of getting stuff that you truly like versus getting a space heater. Oh yeah, she she is. Uh, you know, she got she buys all my. I don't even know what size pants I wear. To be honest with you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you do. But she's a whole. You lot do better need than. help in the uh, department of buying gifts. Now I remember as a kid, you know, when we as Christmas would start getting closer and closer. You know, your parents would wrap your gifts and put it on the store underneath the tree. But I remember my sister just couldn't handle the temptation, and she got to be really good at 
firing up a pot on the uh, the stove and getting steam and taking <laughs> the Christmas presents and heating them up. And the, the tape would peel right off, and you couldn't even tell that it had ever come off. And she'd wrap them back and put them back under the tree so she'd know what it was. You know, I, it would be interesting to know how many people actually do that. Because a lot of people, that kills them. They want to know. They cannot wait until Christmas. Now, myself, I'm in the other camp. I'm the kind of person that wants to wait until the very last minute where it's, okay, you got to open it. You know, everybody's kind of sitting around waiting, and then you open it. And not that I want to be the center of attention. It's far from that, but it's all about the element of surprise. Yeah, I get that. A lot of people do go to great extremes in hiding those presents that they've gone overboard. And, I mean, have you ever seen pictures of families where they posted it on Facebook? And it's like the presents that they give their kids is just unreal i yeah. mean it's in my opinion it's too far it, it is and there's just so many things and of course it's their money to do with it what they want but a lot of people go in debt yeah i mean when they come out of christmas they are looking at some massive bills that they have to pay because they want this picturesque christmas and they in their mind i mean you watch christmas movies and it's all just everything just comes into play but I think when you when you do that, you've really lost the meaning of what Christmas is all about. Yeah, do, yeah. You, do you follow me? Yeah, exactly. And really, you know, when we get to about, I think at our age, I think we're more appreciative of the fact that yeah, giving gifts is great, but it's all about being thankful for what you have oh, yeah. and just the fellowship of you know being there with your family. And again, hopefully, this is not like the episode where we talked about family the thanksgiving feud where things don't go quite as, as planned and there's a knockdown drag out or you know you've got just different personalities that mix during the holidays and then maybe you have you know one too many eggnogs and things go crazy but and you know we look are, at it differently you know it's not about the presence anymore it's just about while we're celebrating celebrating christmas yeah at some point you realize hey it's just great to breathe the breath of air <laughs> Especially given the year that we've had. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This has been one of those. But now there's also the family members that you have that have to one up each other, like mom and dad's Christmas present. They got to outdo the other sibling to have something they think is a little bit better. You've run up on that type of oh, yeah. giver. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've always wanted to be the center of attention of that person, but I've, I've never had anybody want to outdo anybody else. I don't know if guys do this, but women, guys just can't. They don't understand why we've got a list that's a mile long that it's just given a little happy, as we call them, to our friends. I get that. It just shows, you know, hey, I thought about you. Yeah. And then and your list may be a mile long of little happies that you got to go out and purchase. But it's all about, hey, I wanted you to have this little thing. Just to let you know I'm thinking about you. I want you to have a great Christmas. But again, it can be wonderful traditions. And so I was going to ask you, do you have any Christmas traditions that you guys do, even before you got married, after you got married, that you kind of do year after year after year. Well, you got to watch. I guess the big Christmas tradition is watching. It's a wonderful life. Oh, I mean that that's is a like, must for us. Gosh, I got to do that. And boy, if you're a grown man, grown woman, doesn't matter. If that don't make you cry, something wrong with you. Oh, I love that. That would be one of my favorite ones and uh, my favorite movies. But I guess if I were thinking about. A Christmas tradition, and I think I told you this uh, the other day, was the fact that when I was growing up in my subdivision, pretty big subdivision, had a mixture of, you know, young couples and a lot of older retired couples. 
for those younger couples, while my family was fortunate enough to hang around a lot of them in the neighborhood, and one in particular was a little bit older than the others, but she was a fabulous cook. Mm-hmm. And she would cook this entire spread of no telling how many appetizers and desserts. And she insisted on doing this by herself. People that hung around uh, with this couple, which I would say may have been, I don't know, maybe 10 couples. So you could take that with kids. I mean, it was a full house. And we would congregate at their house and get our music. And we'd go Christmas caroling all over the neighborhood. Now that's pretty cool. And we did it year after year after year. My grandparents lived in the same neighborhood, and so they were some of the ones that, you know, that would be at home, and we would go in Christmas Carol. And then afterwards, and I mean, I just loved that as a kid. It'd be cold, and we'd have hot chocolate in our hands, and off we'd go. And we may be gone for an hour, hour and a half, trying to circle around and get most of the neighbors. And like I said, we had a mixture of retired uh, older adults that lived in the subdivision. And then we'd come back. And then, I mean, it was one big party. You know, you had everything you could possibly want to eat. The adults were having a good time. And then we would kind of end it by singing the 12 Days of Christmas. It was absolutely fabulous. And when I think about that, that's some of my fondest memories. Not that I haven't had them with my child and my husband. Right. We've had some great traditions that we do. And that's in terms of we got to watch all these movies. we got to bake cookies. Great things. But I would still say that as a kid... One of my fondest memories as a kid was doing that. And, I mean, yeah, it was exciting for Santa and getting the the presents and all of that. But just love doing things that I just wonder how many people still do things that we now, used to do 20, 30 years ago. I hadn't had anybody come knock on our door and do the Christmas caroling since I, we built this house. And that was five years ago. But nobody in this little neck of the woods has done that. And we we don't live that far from each other. No. So I, I guess out in our area now, that's not done. But when you brought that up, I was sitting here smirking in my brain. Do you remember watching Chevy Chase on Funny Farm? You know, it started out, they'd come Christmas Carol, and he'd slam the door on them. And then when he decided he wanted to sell the house, he was really nice to it. Oh, yeah. And was paying everybody to come do Christmas carols as he showed the house. And that just made me grin of the way people do. Well, that, those were just really neat memories. And I know that sometimes Christmas can be, I know that one time in particular, and my brother is two and a half years younger than me. I don't know if your grandparents ever did this, but my grandparents used to come over first thing in the morning, like six o'clock, and the, you know, and the parents and the grandparents would be drinking coffee, and they would be anxiously waiting for us to get up so that they would be there to see us see what Santa brought us. You know, they did this for years when we were little, and I just remember thinking I was hot stuff. Well, I got this red cowgirl outfit Uh-oh. it had the hat and you're talking about the little jacket that had the tassels that had it was yeah. red with white tassels and had little pants that were red with the white tassels and i thought i was hot stuff and so apparently as we're opening up gifts first thing in the morning my brother again being two and a half years younger he kind of was the focal point you know because i was the older of the two and I guess that just didn't sit well with me, and I, I, I must not have had the best attitude because I do remember my dad kind of getting hold of me and saying, you know, you need to keep it in check because this is inappropriate, and especially here it is at Christmas, and you got your grandparents over here and all that. Okay, well, things good. Well, now we're going to my great-grandparents, and we're going to a community center, and it's way out in the sticks. Now, is this on Christmas Day? This is on Christmas Day. 
So, you know, we've had a little time with my grandparents. They've all gone home. Everybody's getting dressed. We're all getting ready. It was one of those things where back in the day, I mean, when you had Christmas, you know, the only time you got to spend at home was maybe an hour first thing in the morning. And think about it. You're a kid. You want to spend all day playing with your toys. That's gosh, I was going But there. you got to make all these little trips to all of your relatives. And so maybe you can take one little item with you if it's small enough that you can put in the car. So we get to the, the community center and things are going. I think things are going great. And my dad says, hey, how about me and you? Let's go and go to the store. Now, I should have known as a little kid, this is, God, what? I mean, Many years ago, and back in the day, you didn't have a Seven Eleven or Sefco or anything like that on sitting on every corner, and you're in the middle of nowhere. And on Christmas Day, back in the day, nothing was, was open. open. And why that didn't clue in on that, I don't know. But we got in the car, and guess what? What? We never made it to the store. He pulled off the side of the road and tore my rear end up. Oh my! God. On Christmas. On Christmas. That tells you how bad I must have been. Because, I mean, I think he let it slide and let it slide. I'd already gotten the first warning that morning. And let me tell you, my rear end was as red as that red cowgirl outfit. So when we got back to the community center, hey, I didn't give him a minute's trouble. My brother could have all the attention that he wanted. I'd already gotten enough attention on the side of a road. (laughs) You'd gotten an attitude adjustment. Yes, I did. I got a real attitude adjustment. And I used to remember that because we'd, uh, we lived so far away from everybody that nobody come to our house. We had to go see them. And, you know, it was a 50-mile trip to anybody's house in any direction. And you're right. You didn't get to play with anything. By the time you got home, it was 7, 8, 9 o'clock at night, and then you were too tired. Yeah, you're and, exhausted. And then that moment was gone. I hated that as a kid. I mean, you love, looking back on it, I love spending every minute with my grandparents. Absolutely love it. I got to see my cousins, and, you know, it's just a big, fun get-together. But when you're a little tiny kid, you want some time That's to, right. I mean, you can't even fathom, you can't even comprehend all the stuff that you got from Santa, and then you got to leave it behind. So with you, you probably didn't get a chance to shoot that BB gun before you nope. had to pile up in the vehicle and go. I did not. I remember that. Golly. And, you know, one thing that, that uh, sticks in your mind is, is you're having to go to all that. we done with our kids. What changed all that was we invited everybody to our house so the kids could stay at home. So we kind of changed the tradition of come to us instead of us coming to you. And I think that helped them. Yeah. Now, you know, one thing that, and I tell you, every time I think back on this, and Dylan told me this probably when he was 17, I guess. And, you know, you know I can remember him telling me, and I cried. Uh, Dylan said, uh, and I'm about to cry telling it of what he told me. He said, uh, you know, when I was little, he said, I knew y'all didn't have much money. And he said, so I would ask Santa for anything that I wanted. So y'all wouldn't be out of money. And oh my gosh, Terry, I'm about to cry now. Well, that tells you how wonderful that is for kids. And I'll tell you something. This is another little funny. So my daughter and I and my husband and I, we have a tradition talking about Christmas traditions where we go to bigger city. I'm not going to say where, but I mean, it's a lot bigger than the one that we reside in today. And it's kind of been a tradition. We do a lot of our shopping. We go eat great places. We go get the coffee. We do the whole thing. And we've been doing that since she was little. Went to the zoo where they light it all up and it's just lit up with lights and you're drinking hot chocolate. And it's just been a cool little thing that we continue to do and we'll be doing, you know, next weekend. But we go and as every 
as most guys want, they want to go to Bass Pro Shop. Okay. Oh yeah, that's fun. And it's all lit up, and you know, you got Santa, Santa. I mean, it's a whole different. I mean, that's just a, an amusement park in itself. So we go in there, and we're walking around, and over a period of time, we've been there for a while. I said, I need to go to the restroom. Well, I come out, and if you know anything about my husband, his nickname is Shopper Boy, for a reason. And so my daughter is sitting in a boat, and he's talking to a salesman, and I'm like. He is not thinking about buying a boat. Now, keep in mind, we had just purchased a huge four-wheeler that was for all three of us to use. My family had a camp, and it was a big investment for us. That was a big purchase well, for that us. Is. I mean, that, it was an expensive four-wheeler. And so I thought, uh, surely to goodness he is not thinking that we're going to buy a boat. So I come back, and I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm just talking to the guy. I'm not buying a boat. So anyway, we get home, and, you know, a couple of weeks pass and here it's christmas morning and we got a helmet for my daughter and wrote a note from santa that uh or santa left a note that said hey this is for the entire family look outside for your gift so my daughter runs outside and sees that santa has left a four-wheeler and she came back in and she was just tickled to death but within a few minutes she realized she said daddy you know what she said, next year, you know what I'm going to ask Santa for? I'll ask him for that boat. Because in their mind, Santa can bring anything. anything. That's right. If Mama and Daddy can't afford it, like you said, or if Daddy's going to get in trouble with Mama for buying something, well, a way around that is Santa Santa will bring it. And you know what? Santa only has, uh, you know, Santa doesn't have deep pockets either. I was really expecting you to tell me that boat was outside. Oh, no. Uh-uh. Because Daddy would have been in serious trouble. Uh, <laughs> Daddy had had some big problems on his hands for uh, Christmas Day. But, no, that was funny. It was just one of those priceless moments where here you've got this little innocent kid that has really thought things through and thought, if Santa can bring a four-wheeler, Santa can bring a boat. If you wouldn't mind, I read a story a few years ago that that just touched my heart so deeply, and I thought I'd share it with everyone. I hurried into Walmart to grab some last-minute Christmas gifts. I looked at all the people and grumbled to myself. I'd be in here forever. I just had so much to go do. Christmas was becoming to be such a drag. I'd wish that I could just sleep through Christmas, but I hurried the best I could through all the people to the toy department. Once again, I kind of mumbled to myself at the prices of all the toys and wondered if the kids would even play with them. I found myself in the doll aisle, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw a little boy, about five years old, holding a doll. Well, he kept touching her hair, and he held her so gently, I could not help myself. I just kept looking over at the little boy and wondered who the doll was for. I watched him turn to a woman, and he called his aunt by name and said, Are you sure I don't have enough money? And she replied a little bit impatiently, you know that you don't have enough money for it. The aunt told the little boy not to go anywhere, and she had to go get some other things, and she'd be right back in a few minutes, and then she left the aisle. The boy continued to hold the doll, and after a minute or two, I asked the boy who the doll was for. He said, it's the doll my sister wanted so badly for Christmas. She just knew that Santa would bring it. Well, I told him, well, maybe Santa's going to bring it. He said, no. Santa can't go where my sister is. I have to give the doll to my mama to take it to her. And so I asked him where his sister was. Well, he looked at me with the saddest eyes and said, She's gone to be with Jesus, and my daddy says that mama is going to have to go to be with her. My heart nearly stopped beating. Then the little fellow looked up at me again and said, 
I told my daddy to tell Mama not to go yet and tell her to wait for me till I got back from the store. That's when he asked me if I wanted to see a picture. I told him, sure, I would love to. He pulled out some pictures that he had taken in front of the store and said, I want my mama to take this with her so she don't ever forget me. I love my mama so much, and I wish she didn't have to leave me. But Daddy says she'll need to be with my sister. I saw that the little boy had lowered his head and had grown so very quiet. While he wasn't looking, I reached into my pocket and I pulled out a handful of bills. And I asked that little boy, I said, shall we count that money one more time? And he grew excited and said, yes, I just know it has to be enough. So I slipped my money in with his as we began to count it. And of course, it was plenty for the doll. He said softly, thank you, Jesus, for giving me enough money. The little boy continued, I just asked Jesus to give me enough money to buy this doll so Mama can take it with her to give to my sister. And he heard my prayer. I wanted to ask him for enough money to buy Mama a white rose, but I didn't ask him. But he gave me enough money to buy the doll and a rose for Mama. She loves white roses so very, very much. In a few minutes, the aunt came back, and I pushed my buggy away. I couldn't help but keep thinking about that little boy as I finished up my shopping in a totally different spirit than when I'd started. I kept remembering a story that I'd read earlier in the week about a drunk driver hitting a car and killing a little girl, and the mother was in serious condition. The family was having to decide on whether or not to remove the life support. Now, surely this couldn't be that little boy that belonged to that family. Well, a few days later, I read where the family had disconnected the life support and that young woman had died. I couldn't forget that little boy, and I just kept wondering if somehow the two could be connected. Later that day, I couldn't help myself. I went out and bought some white roses, and I took them to the funeral home where that young woman was. And there she was, holding a lovely white rose, a beautiful doll, and the picture of that little boy in the store. Well, I can't lie, I left there in tears, and my life changed forever. You see, that love that that little boy had for his sister and his mother was overwhelming. And in just a split second, a drunk driver had ripped the life of that little boy to pieces. So I ask you to put a little holiday in your heart this year. Give a little more. Be a little bit more patient. Because you never know what the person is going through that is standing next to you. And remember, Christmas is truly about Christ coming to save us all. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and will continue to listen more. We promise to provide stories that intrigue you, provide a little humor, reflect our heritage and culture, whether it's strange and alarming. Please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Let us know whether you liked or disliked. Do you have a story to share? If so, we'd like to hear from you. Please email us at comments at secretsfromthesouth.com and provide a brief description of your story along with contact information and we'll be in touch. Until next time, well, you know a secret. Well, now you know that every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. 